0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.
1: Welcome to Beyond the Headlines with your host, veteran journalist, Darren Nichols. Welcome to another edition of Beyond the Headlines. I'm your host, Darren Nichols. Reverend Charles Adams is a pillar in, Detroit, in the Detroit community. He's a former Detroit branch NAACP president, a University of Michigan and Harvard grad, a man who never shied away from tough political issues, and served as pastor of Hartford Memorial Baptist Church for 50 years. And that's just the short version. With us today is... Ken historian Ken Coleman, who will discuss Reverend A- Red, Reverend Adams' legacy and what he means for Detroit. Welcome, Ken.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Okay, well, let's jump into it. Um, let's talk about uh, Reverend Ath- Reverend Adams and what he means for Detroit and what his, what his legacy is.
0: Well, I, I appreciate the the, the topic. Um, obviously, uh, the, the news has been announced uh, this week that uh, the Reverend Charles Kilchrist Adams uh, is officially retiring as as, uh, as senior pastor of Hartford Memorial Baptist Church. Uh, his legacy is, is really uh, huge. It extends obviously beyond um, Hartford Memorial the confines of the congregation that he leads and has led for more than 50 years. He he really is a national and international figure um, when it comes to um, uh, the clergy community, uh, but also the civil and human rights community.
1: Okay. And as a member of Hartford, discuss how it was listening to, um The messages that he gave you weekly, and what they left you, and what they sort of meant to you
0: well for me uh and I think that every person is different um, in terms of what they look for uh in terms of spiritual nourishment uh, on on a weekly basis from um from uh, their pastor I, What I found um, inspiring. And unique about uh we call him p a <laughs> pastor Adams right what I found unique about him was that he could take um scripture and apply it to current day times, and you know darren as as you know i mean as a as as a career journalist some you know someone who um goes out and reports on things that are happening uh in in, in real time if you will. Um who has to have some semblance of interest in current events uh I found that refreshing um which is not to say that it's, you know there are there there's several different styles and there's some some men and women of the cloth who uh, they 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 preach from the scripture and that's all they do, and they think that's they they that their their sense is that that's what's important it is important but what was all, what, what was always important to me is that you know, Re- Reverend Adams could, in the 80s, be able to apply scripture to the uh, the unspeakable um, tragedies that were going on uh, on, on the African continent, um, apartheid in South Africa, civil war uh, in the, in the, on the western co- part of the continent or the eastern part of the continent, or talk about um, the policies of U.S. presidents like Ronald Reagan. And as, as I... As I began to, um, you know, come of age in the eighties and the nineties, uh, Pastor Adams was uh, one of the leading, one of the leading voices on, uh, you know, some of the some of the challenges that uh, people that look like me, African Americans, were facing. And so, I-, I thought what was fantastic about his fifty-one years. Uh, as senior pastor at harvard memorial that he could do that he was a biblical scholar to be sure Um, harvard trained uh, harvard divinity degree divinity degree but also kept his finger on the pulse of what was going on and uh, i always appreciated that and i think that i've heard a lot of people say the same thing
1: yeah absolutely and so talk to me a little bit about your interactions with him as as your pastor and just sort of what it meant for you um and if you could share one or two anecdotes that that sort of get to uh how he was outside of the pulpit
0: yeah so you know interestingly enough um my my mother um joined Hartford Memorial Baptist Church uh in the mid to late 70s i believe it was like 1977 right at the time when Hartford made the um the move from the old west side to its current um uh, it's, it, it, it's current location, uh, on the, the Northwest side uh, on James Cousins, near seven mile. We attended Hartford, our family, uh, attended Hartford for about a year or so, and then moved on to another congregation. Um, so I, I had some, uh, in the early in my life, I had some interaction, had some interaction with the church, not necessarily so much Pastor Adams, but I married, uh, my wife, uh, Kim Trent's family is a founding family um, at Hartford. And so when I married uh, Kim 21 years ago, I was really introduced, reintroduced to Hartford as a congregation. Uh, uh, between the, that period of time that I'm talking about, I mean, I certainly covered Pastor Adams uh, you know, as a reporter at the Michigan Chronicle and had interaction with him um, and, and, and various other roles that I that I carried. Um, but in terms of uh, one-on-one interaction, I remember particularly a time uh, in the uh, it was probably the mid '90s uh, when Hartford. Uh, one of the things that Hartford's done that's been phenomenal is uh, not only be a church, a, a home of worship, but enter into um, you know the economic development interests of 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 the congregation and and by extension the community. Uh, you might recall there was a, a, a somewhat controversial. Uh, period of time when Hartford uh, had purchased uh, land um, uh, and, and was seeking to convert it into what ultimately became a Super Kmart store um, on Seven Mile Myers, West Seven Mile Myers. It was controversial in some cases, for, in some in some people's minds, because of the size of the Super Kmart as opposed to other Super Kmarts. Yes. Um, some people... Sort of felt like the clergy shouldn't necessarily be involved in economic development. A uh, myriad of, of, of sort of issues, sub issues, sort of uh, sort of came to face. I had an opportunity to interview uh, Pastor Adams uh, in my role at the Michigan Chronicle at the time, um, as development was uh, was was coming together. And I presented to him, you know, some of the some of the naysayers who who had offered positions uh, against what Hartford wanted to do. <laughs> so, it's very interesting. So I'm in I'm in the I'm at Hartford uh, in Pastor Adams' study. A very busy man, and he's kind of moving around the office doing several different things. We call it multitasking now. Right. Um, but I but I posed the question. You know, uh, you know, uh, Reverend Adams. Uh, some critics are, are, are being are critical, saying that the store um, is not going to be as big as other stores, and that somehow, um, you know, the, the, the position is that the position of some of the critics is that um, are we accepting uh, second class citizenships <laughs> in terms of what we what, what what you what your organization is negotiating with Kmart. And and so as I pointed out, he was moving around doing 20 other things. There was very little eye contact up until this point uh, of my question. He raised his head from the desk and whatever he was doing, reading, moving around, and he he, he gave me this stare. (laughs) And and it was really like, uh, without even having said it, Darren, it was like, what type of you know, question is that: Are you crazy? You know, and it was right. And I'm I'm probably like a 25, 27 year old journalist who had you know, who had been a, a, a parishioner. And so part of this is like it's like your dad scolding you, <laughs> or you know, obviously your pastor scolding you. Sure. Um, and 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 it's one of those times, Dan. I know you, as you've been a you can sort of appreciate this. You you're like. <laughs> your hands start to shake a little bit get a little sweaty <laughs> but but you know you need to ask the question as a reporter but the but what i remembered about pastor adams was so after that Stare down that appeared to be three days long, but was only probably about ten seconds. Right, he goes, he talks about, uh, you know, what what the what the development would mean for that immediate neighborhood, the jobs that it would provide, uh, the, the 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 food desert that existed um, in the community, and how all of those things would be improved um, by this development. Uh, and it caused me again for you know those that was seeming like a lifetime to sort of want to take back my question um but it but it caused me to sort of think about even the years after that story just how um, phenomenal uh this man was because as i learned in later years there was some uh, there was there was some controversy even within uh, the leadership of the church as to whether or not the, the, whether or not the church should be in the business of of, of economic development and the like uh, community economic development and and so I always remember that uh, and I've always kept that with me when thinking about Pastor Adams he's not he's never really interested so much in what's popular. Uh, and he hasn't really been out there to necessarily please the masses in the general sense. He's out there uh, following what he believes God wants wanted, wants him to do and wanted him to do. Um, there have been many other um, instances that have come, um, you know, come along, uh, particularly over the last twenty-five or thirty years, um, where his leadership um has kind of put him out there on Front Street if you will and sometimes um to um uh, in, 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 a, in a in a in a sense where people are uh throwing shots at him or arrows at him. But he is stuck to his guns, and he uh, very much believes uh, in his people. Okay. And on any given Sunday, Hartford is giving out scholarships to, 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 to young people, um, you know, sending, uh, 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 going on, on fellowships to across the across the Atlantic Ocean to the continent, uh, the homeland, uh, any number of things. And, and Pastor Adams has done this um, um, sort of as a matter of fact, or sort of a way. Uh, in which he believes that 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 men and women of God should serve, I, and I say women too, because this is important. You'll remember this also. You know, there was a time when there were a lot of leading ministers, uh, members of the cloth uh, in Detroit, uh, who were very much against women serving in roles as assistant pastors and pastors. One of the things I will never forget uh, about Charles G. Adams is it, it almost. I mean I can name several of them on my on my on my hands women who 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 came up through Hartford leadership as assistant pastors and who are out there pastoring churches now that wasn't a popular thing 20 years ago but but Charles G Adams felt that um that women could lead uh, 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 clergy, uh, uh, clergy institutions, just like men, and so any number of things come to mind. But those are a couple of things.
1: Okay, and so I, I want to kind of go back to some of the things that you were talking about because economic mm-hmm. development was clearly one of the issues that he championed um, for folks of color. Um, but and and he's done so much in the activism realm. And so talk yeah. to me a little bit about. Um, what he did as an activist in Detroit, and, and if you could recall some of the um, yeah. things that he's led. Yeah.
0: So uh, you, you pointed out in the open that um, that uh, uh, Pastor Adams served, uh, served a two-year term as president of the Detroit NAACP um, in 1985 and 86. Um, and at that time, an issue arose um, in Dearborn, And it centered on whether or not non-residents could 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 uh, uh, could attend, play, have picnics, um, and the like at Dearborn Dearborn City Parks. The Dearborn um, Dearborn City Council and Mayor um, had put forth an ordinance, uh, a city act, um, saying that only Dearborn residents could uh, you know could frequent. Uh, Dearborn parks, city-owned parks. Um, that caused an uproar in southeastern Michigan, and it was Pastor Adams uh, as, as, uh, as president of the Detroit branch NAACP in 1986 that called for a boycott um, of uh, Fairlane Mall, which is located in Dearborn and, and other Dearborn um, commercial institutions, in protest of the, uh, of the city ordinance around um, uh, uh, non-resident use. Uh, it, it was a two- or three-year battle. It was certainly a battle that was carried out throughout his two-year term um, as, as NAACP president, but it was just one of those touch-tone moments um, where uh, Charles Gilchrist Adams's leadership um, extended um, not only within uh, the walls of Harper Memorial, but in Detroit and southeastern Michigan. And it ended up being uh, uh, a national... Uh, a national issue, civil civil rights issue, uh, certainly also during the 80s uh, brought great attention to the uh, the apartheid uh, economic system that was being carried out uh, in the country of South Africa, on the African continent. Um, it, it, it's certainly not suggesting that Charles Gil- Gilchrist Adams brought the issue to fore, uh, but he was certainly a leader uh, in the anti-apartheid uh, movement uh the church uh, routinely um was involved in uh, local national and international um uh, activities around ending apartheid in South Africa uh and uh he really became a, a national leader uh, in that regard i mentioned his harvard divinity degree uh he he routinely uh annually um uh, for many years taught uh at harvard and in other in other institutions as well but he and 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 then doing that really gave him sort of an international um it gave, it provided international notice and 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 provided uh, international claim uh in terms of his advocacy on issues both in the neighborhood uh, and on the other side of of, of the Atlantic Ocean, um, those are two things that come to mind when when we think about uh, Pastor Adams. And then the third uh, is one that uh, you know, again, both you and I um, had a connection with his his column uh, in the Michigan Chronicle for for many years.
1: Yes, um,
0: was a must read and. Um, People who weren't members of Hartford Memorial, people who weren't um, necessarily re- religiously inclined, certainly would, would read, could read, and often did, read of uh, uh, Pastor Adams's uh, positions on, on many, many issues.
1: Um, Ken, you were, you were talking a little bit about um, uh, Pastor Adams and what he was doing in terms of his activism. Um, let's continue.
0: So, you know, for many decades, uh, Charles Gilchrist Adams becomes pastor uh, of Hartford Memorial. And then, at that time, it was Hartford Avenue Baptist Church uh, in 1969. And uh, as, as, as many of us know, the 60s were a very turbulent time, um, but also were the 70s and 80s and into the 90s, uh, in the 2000s, obviously. Uh, Charles Gilchrist Adams has been a leading voice on on issues of equity um, civil rights uh, and obviously um the word <laughs> as we as we would, would call it uh for 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 many many years and and I think that we you know we spent some time talking about um his legacy in the church and his activism but also I also want to lift up the column uh, in the Michigan Chronicle the weekly column that he penned um, throughout the 70s, 80s, and uh, up until the 90s, um, uh, penned um, uh, routinely. I don't know that Pastor Adams ever missed a week, <laughs> uh, and and a lot of uh, issues of the day um, he spoke to, um, you know, within that column, whether it was Ronald Reagan's policies. Um, we, we've talked a lot about uh, anti-apartheid, uh, and certainly, certainly always been an issue, but but, uh, candidly, uh, he often wrote about local politics, and uh, you'll recall uh, during the 1993 election, um, um, he did not write this originally in his column, it was actually uh, um, offered from the pulpit, but um he did enter uh into uh controversial waters with some with his um comments about um then candidate uh Dennis Archer um who was uh running for mayor um that year and uh Pastor Adams's comments effectively suggested that uh that that Dennis Archer who had been, uh, who had been a former Supreme Court justice Justice um, had been a leading attorney uh, in Michigan. Um, uh, Pastor Adams' comments suggested that that a Dennis Archer mayoralty um, um, would be sort of a tool for white suburbanites to um, to, to 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 wreak havoc in, in, in Detroit, or at least um, carry out policies that would be uh, advantageous to black Detroiters. Um, uh ultimately uh, Dennis Archer won uh that election and that mayoralty and um visited Hartford memorial and um Pastor Adams uh made amends with uh with uh with uh, Dennis Archer on that issue but uh, I lifted up to point out that he uh Charles Gilchrist Adams has never been afraid to speak his mind uh and sometimes that offends people uh, and sometimes that causes uh, others great, um, you know, great glee and 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 and, 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 and comfort. Um, it's what a leader um, is supposed to do. And as I've heard Pastor Adams talk about many times in the pulpit, one of the one of his heroes, um was very much influenced by, was his predecessor, um, Charles uh, Charles Hill. Uh, Charles Andrew Hill, who led the church for the 49 years before uh, uh, Adams uh, led Hartford, um, he Hill um, was an activist uh, at a time when activism wasn't necessarily cool. Sure. Uh, and and uh, Adams was influenced by people like like his predecessor uh, Charles Hill.
1: Okay. And and yes, you're you're absolutely correct when you're when you're talking about uh, uh people being in leadership, you can't you cannot uh get praise from everyone. Um there are always going to be people that are on both sides of the issue. So, you know, um I mean and that just comes with leadership.
0: Right. And I I have always got the sense um in being around Pastor Adams. I mean, you know it, I, I think that we all um, have some degree of vanity. <laughs> I mean, I, I just think as humans, that's just a, you know a trait that is probably lies in most people some more than others. But you know, Pastor Adams is routinely uh, uh, listed in Ebony magazine as one of the top you know ten pastors or twenty pastors uh, in America. He's been he's been lauded uh, by organizations here, near and far. But I think he's always been guided by. The principles, the, the Christian principles that he he was raised um, uh, uh, believing. I spoke about his predecessor. I mean, uh, Charles Adams grew up at Hartford uh, Avenue Baptist Church. I mean, he was a child uh, of the church, and uh, it, it's 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 amazing. Some some Sundays you you listen to him preach, and he talk about you know being at the former um, you know at the former building uh, on Hartford Avenue on the West Side. And he, he, you know, for many years, he could go rec- recall that, uh, recall his experiences in this history uh, at the church. And sometimes these these vignettes that are part that are that are intertwined in the sermons. Sometimes these vignettes are sixty and you know seventy years old, um, uh, and it's just amazing in the recall that he's always had. It, you know, it it it, it causes one to to recognize that, you know. He's a very special guy, and, and, and certainly, you know, we're spending time talking about him. Uh, he is not gone. He's still with us.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, ah.
0: But, but I just, I just pointed out, point out to say, um, to, 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 to make a larger point, I mean, it's really important, I think, that we um, recognize and understand the work that he's done in our community uh while he was why, while he 's still with us, I mean we will all move on uh someday. Uh, what I hope um is that we do uh as a community is 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 continually recognize um adams's uh, commitment not only to uh his church uh but to his people
1: right abroad. and and that sort of leads to my next question. Um with all of the things that he's done and and all of the places that he's gone both nationally and internationally and and bringing all of those issues to the forefront, how will it be losing um what will it mean to lose that in terms of you know he's iconic for detroit um i I would suggest in some circles he is Detroit um and so how what 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 will it mean for that to sort of go away go away in his retirement
0: well i think the good news is is that a lot of his history um the work that he's done at hartford the work that he's done uh locally and abroad a lot of that work has been documented um while there hasn't been um at least to date a, 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 you know, a biography in the way that we've normally seen some of this be carried out. Well, that doesn't formally exist, uh, although there have been a, uh, a couple of um, there are a couple of publications that have been produced through the church that that, that, that lift up his his legacy and his history. Not um, until
1: Ken Coleman. I, I
0: think that one of the things that we are, are comforted in is that uh, the church family. Uh, the Adams family within uh, Hartford Memorial uh will remain to be uh you know uh, in focus. Uh, his son Christian Adams uh has formally uh, has formally been approved to carry on the uh, senior pastorship uh and uh Pastor Adams has attended uh has attended church several times this year. He preached on on Easter. Um, I don't I would not be surprised to see him from time to time, uh, you know, as 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 a guest pastor. Um I there are moves afoot, a couple of them I'm not that necessarily at liberty to talk about that would further amplify uh, uh Pastor Adams' legacy um for the general uh, community uh, to to remember and for some to learn. Um I I know that there are a couple of things afoot. So I i I'm confident that uh, the role that he's played in our community um, will, will be known by future generations uh, and remembered by people who, who who've had some contact with him over the years. I mean, I, I've looked on Facebook posts by others where, you know, uh, people say, well, he baptized me when I was 10. Um, he married uh, me and my spouse. Um, he spoke at uh, uh, a scholarship banquet uh, at my church, which you know. In, in, in a lot of cases, uh, you know, Pastor Adams has preached at a lot of churches as a guest minister, um, a guest presenter. Uh, and so, I, again, I, I'm confident that that legacy will will live on. But it, but you know, listen. I mean, he. It's for people who have been members, uh, particularly of Hartford, for 50 years or more. It's going to be different,
1: yes, absolutely. Uh, it,
0: it has been different um yeah. and there and that that's casting no aspersions on 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 Christian Adams or anybody else sure. who get who 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 offers a sermon um in that pulpit now Charles Gilchrist Adams is one of a kind um and there will never be another Charles Gilchrist Adams uh, in the pulpit
1: and while you were talking about uh his work being documented um it came to mind that a certain historian probably could uh write another one of his books uh about pastor adams
0: well i i i my i appreciate that i mean my sense is that um my my not my sense my my knowledge is uh, is that there are uh, a couple projects by people who Uh, Who we all respect uh, that will be offering uh, will be offering um, a historical account of of Charles Christian Adams, and I'm uh, I'm good with that.
1: (laughs) I I understand. I understand, but I but I couldn't I couldn't just let that go. I mean, I couldn't just you know not let you say that people are working on stuff and not offer that idea to yourself. (laughs) You know, but but we're gonna get back to what we were talking about. Yeah, Um, you know, I mean. Folks took for granted um, that, you know, Hartford owned many fast food restaurants around near the church. And it put um, Hartford on the forefront of churches that began um, owning businesses. Um, You talked about the Super K, um, but people don't understand that uh, the church owned uh, the McDonald's. Um, I want to say the Pizza Hut uh, and the k f c that 's all yeah. in the vicinity of the church, so talk a little bit about what that meant um for the church to get involved with that and and also how it changed sort of some of the mindset of um churches around Detroit in taking on um, business ventures
0: yeah well, I think it was a, I, I think first I think hartford um Certainly, as 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 we moved into the 70s and 80s, Hartford was certainly a leader uh, in that business development, um, you know, in and around uh, the church. To be sure, the the, the, uh, the institutions that you spoke to, um, uh, and, and that we've talked about, um, it is not you know certainly not the first. I mean, black churches have ventured into business um, business opportunities in Detroit in terms of. Uh, uh, opening supermarkets and the like. I mean, some of that goes back as 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 early as, or certainly in, the nineteen sixties. So Hartford wasn't necessarily the first, but it certainly came about when it began to carry out a lot of his work, um, particularly in the eighties when it kind of hit a sweet spot in that regard. Um, it, it was certainly a leader, and it was certainly inspirational for other congregations to to do. Uh, some of the same thing whether it was around commercial business um or residential housing um Hartford certainly uh played a strong role in that you know I, interestingly enough um, there was a uh, a a a, top, a topless club that uh gentleman's club that operated right in the, in the in the in the neighborhood the immediate neighborhood of Hartford yes
1: Harford. right on the corner and for
0: many, Yeah, absolutely. Right on the corner of Seven and uh, uh, James Cousins.
1: James Cousins, yes. Uh, And
0: for many years, the church had negotiated with the owners of the business um, to (laughs) move along. (laughs) You know, and and, uh, as I understand it, you know those 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 discussions um, were front and back burner depending on the 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 times, but they but they intensified uh, over time and the Hartford community, you know, led by Pastor Adams, convinced uh, the topless establishment to go away. Um, and when it did go away, it created another business opportunity, uh, and that manifested itself in a, in, a, in a KFC, a Kentucky Fried Chicken. I grew up in that immediate neighborhood uh, about a, about a half mile away, and I can tell you, I can assure you, that these businesses provided economic opportunities um for uh, it pr- provided uh, employment opportunities for for young people uh and others um provided uh you know uh, an opportunity to see what a church could do what a black, what a black institution could do in its own community um Hartford in recent years has opened up um, uh, constructed and opened up residential housing uh not too far from the church uh, it has been a leader uh, and um I I had an opportunity to speak with um uh, uh Pastor Wendell Anthony, uh Reverend Wendell Anthony, the current president of the Detroit double, uh, NAACP, uh, several months ago and, and asked him about um his thoughts on on uh Charles Gilcrest Adams. And um and you know Rev very, very well. Yes. <laughs> very well and uh and you know Rev is not Rev Reverend Anthony is not one to just leap praise on people without it being something that he truly feels um and, and talking to uh, we, we were in a media scrum so there were several other reporters and certainly that suggests I had a one-on-one with him on this but when asking him about um, the legacy of Pastor Adams uh you know he he, just, he looked he he took deep breaths Uh, smiled and and called him uh, what a a lot of people have called Pastor Adams' moniker um, the Harvard Hooper Um, uh, and did it with affection and spent the next probably 10 minutes talking about how Pastor Adams had mentored him from near and far um, in areas of uh, leading a congregation but also economic development opportunities. Uh, And that's been something that, you know, Pastor Adams, uh, that Pastor uh that Reverend Anthony uh has been very much uh, an advocate of uh, uh as well. Uh he again Char- Charles Gilchrist Adams is certainly uh, you know uh, 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 the senior pastor if you will of, of 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 the Black Church in Detroit at this time and he's been um influential and inspirational to uh, a whole host of congregations around the city um i think that the charles ellis at 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 uh uh at greater christ uh 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 temple Great, would, greater grace. uh yes. me, greater grace temple would say the same thing that that jim holly at uh, historic little rock would say the same thing um that uh, that marvin Winans at perfecting would say the same thing uh adams has been uh, has been very very influential uh in their professional uh careers Okay,
1: coming real soon or as of this week, my good friend Christian Adams has taken over um in his father's stead, and so what will Hereford be under his leadership? How is his um preaching style um and what do you think you will get out of Christian as the new leader of Hereford Memorial Memorial Baptist Church?
0: Great question. Well, I I think the fantastic news is that for certainly the last year and maybe close to a couple of years now, um, uh, Charles Gilchrist Adams has remained up until earlier this week. He served the role of senior pastor. But really for the last calendar year and maybe even longer as I think about it now, um, his son Christian Really has, has 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 taken on the mantle of the church's pastor on um, on a on a on a, on, a base, on a week to week basis on a week on a weekly basis. Excuse me. Um, uh, pastor Adams has preached. Pastor uh, Charles G. Adams has preached. Um, you know, a handful of times over the last calendar year. Um, I, Easter, I think, is the last time I can remember uh, that he that he that he he preached. Uh, the, the main sermon. And actually, even on that day, Christian preached as well. Um, so I say all that to say I, the, the congregation has had a great opportunity to experience um, uh, Pastor Christian Adams uh, for, for, for a great period of time now. Um, great news is, again, just like uh, his dad, he's grown up in that church. Um, the congregants know him. Um, the style of is different but there are remnants of 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 PA that you hear in Christian I mean after all that's his dad and that's his son, his son Yeah that's his bloodline uh, blood. that, right and so um there are a lot <laughs> in fact uh, there's often times when Christian will uh in, in, interwoven in a uh, in a scripture called called to the congregation's attention, uh, you know, maybe um, an instructive uh, uh, dialogue that the two gentlemen have had, both as father and son, or maybe as, as pastor and assistant pastor. Uh, and so I, I think the transition has been a smooth one. Um, I, I think that there are people who will want Christian to be Charles G. Adams, and he can't do that. Nobody could. Um, uh, and so just like and uh, other and uh, other examples when a when a son re- replaces a the father, there's always going to be uh, people harking back to the father and, and suggest that the son should do or the daughter should do the same thing. Um, so there is some of that, candidly, but I, I think that for the most part, the congregation has, has wrapped his arms uh, around Christian and Christians younger, uh, obviously significantly younger and i think that one of the things will be interesting to see is if the church um can attract uh more people uh, more uh gen xers but certainly even millennials um uh and 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 whether or not uh christian is able to 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 attract uh new people to the church uh, inspired new people to 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 um, to to attend. Uh, it is a church, quite frankly, that um, while it still has a a, a, a strong um, Gen X community, it is a church that's 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 getting older, um, and a lot of them have only known Charles Gilcrest Adams as their pastor. So that the transition will be interesting, but I think that over the last year or so. Um, I think Christian has done an effective job um, uh, in, in, in in providing uh, the best transition that I think that any person could
1: do stepping into the shoes that he stepped into. Okay. And while we're wrapping up, um, obviously there's so much about PA that we could talk about. Um, is there anything that uh, I have missed in as- asking that you wanted to add? And then, sort of, give me your final thoughts and wrap up a wrap up of everything that we've talked about today.
0: Yeah, well, I think that one of the things, I appreciate the opportunity to talk about uh, Charles Gilchrist Adams. So, thank you. I, one of the things that always comes to mind uh, when we think about uh, uh, Charles Gilchrist Adams as uh, as a pastor, as an active pastor, is his ability to, as I talked about earlier, weave the current day um and, uh, current day uh, news if you will into the scripture but also uh doing it musically uh, he was a great uh, he also he always had a great voice um classically trained uh voice and uh you know a sermon then being backed up by uh a negro spiritual uh, or a civil rights anthem um uh, uh music musical number by pastor adams was something that we all <laughs> have come to know uh and love and uh his dynamic portion of his of a sermon that he often uh gave in, in particularly public events but oftentimes at the church uh, being able to speak <laughs> in yes. several different languages uh, is something that people just come to. You know, uh, I, I know people who who will go to. They may not be past. it's uh, at Hartford, but they be like, "Oh yeah, I just love when Pastor." <laughs> if I was German, I would say you know. And if I was Spanish, I mean, he 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 really. Uh, there had been people. There have been clergy leaders uh, in Detroit. Who are known for their sermons? Uh, C. L. Franklin comes to mind. The late C. L. Franklin comes to mind. But she but 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 Pastor Adams, Charles Gilchrist Adams, is is known for several sermons. His ability to 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 offer harmonies uh, w- between sermon, within sermon, <laughs> leading into and coming out of sermon. Uh, those are the things that I I'll, I'll always remember. And the great news is, Darren is you know I was. It's been in the last couple of years. I've just done YouTube searches. A lot of this stuff is actually viral. Right. Yes. <laughs> People can go back and hear midnight uh, uh, midnight watch services from Pastor Adams from 1993. Wow. <laughs> you know? It's uh, it's a beautiful thing. The internet. It is.
1: Okay, and uh, give me your final thoughts on everything that we've we've talked about
0: today. Well, I think that uh, again. Uh, uh, Pastor Adams, uh, as a full-time senior pastor, has been a, dy- a dynamic and, and very influential uh, member of the Detroit community and the world community. And I think the best way to honor the work that he's done uh, is to remember, that, remember the words that he's uh, spoken over the years, to stand up uh, oftentimes and sometimes when uh, it's not popular, stand up for what is good and what is right. He could have Uh, in the case of South Africa, looked the other way and said, well, that's happening uh, 15,000 miles away from me. What does that mean to me? He could have, even in the Dearborn uh, Park situation, said, well, that's not happening uh, in northwest Detroit. Why should I get involved? Uh, Even after he had been pastoring Hartford for more than 30 years, um, uh, upon the suggestion of several friends like, like Damon, Keith, and others, uh, decided to run for NAACP president when he could have done other things. He oftentimes did not take the popular course, um, but he took the right course. And I think he's been rewarded in that uh, because now we look back on situations and instances uh, and, and events like the ones we've talked about and said, you know, can, can honestly say, PA was on the right side of this one. And because of it, here are the benefits. And so that, I think that's all you can ask of, of, of a human being, that they move the ball forward and bring the community, help to make the community a, a better place than it was before uh, they arrived.
1: Yes, well that's great. Well thank you Ken, I appreciate you uh, coming on uh, Beyond the Headlines this week and uh, you know certainly we'll have you back on when you know some other issues arise.
0: Thank you my friend, take care.
1: You too. And that will be it for another edition of Beyond the Headlines. Yeah. You guys have a great week.